Okay, today's daf is Erev and daf Ayin Tes. We are by the Mishnah on Ayin Ches and Beis. Charitz shebein shtei chatzera. So you have a charitz, you have a groove or a ditch that's in between the two chatzeres. Look at picture. The first picture I sent to your vav. So in that picture, you see a charitz shebein shtei chatzeres. So we're trying to figure out: is this considered one chatzer? And they have to make an eruv. Is it considered two separate chatzeres? And they cannot make an eruv. Is it somewhere in between that? If they want, they could. So let's see. Let's go back to our rules. If it's ten tefachim deep and four tefachim wide, so then ma'arvin shnayim they are forced if they want to carry in the schutzer to make two uh, an eruv together. I'm sorry, ma'arvin shnayim they have to make two separate eruvin. since this ditch separates them, so they can no longer be considered together. Like imagine you have a, have a mechitza in between. So there's a mechitza going down. They can't, it's not simple to just hop over. And therefore, they cannot make a combined error. One cannot carry from chatzar A to chatzar B. Next, afilu malikash oitevin. Even if this charitz that was 10 tvachim deep was filled with kash, with straw, or tevin, some other type of straw, that is not considered that, that has filled in the hole. And therefore, it's still considered a 10 tefach deep ditch and one cannot carry from one side to the other side and you cannot make an error because there's a separation between chatzari and chatzari however if you filled up this ditch with stones or dirt which is in halacha that's the same concept so then that's considered that you filled in the hole and now it's one flat land and in that case, we have to make one Erev together. We're not two separate Chatzeris anymore. We're all considered one Chatzer. I don't have, if you filled it in, you don't have a hole anymore. Correct, correct. Oh, okay, fine. So there's a few things going on here. First of all, the Gemara's going to get into what, what if someone would typically take it out. Like you put it in the rocks, but maybe you're going to take it out on Shabbos. That's, a, that's one concept. And we're trying to differentiate between what you filled it in with. If you filled it in with cash, so then we said it doesn't work. The straws. Right, not that, but when you fill it in with dirt, it's, I mean, you filled it in. How is it any different than the walls? I, I guess it's not a fi- it's not a finished product. Meaning that's not. I mean, if your gardener did that, your landscaper, you wouldn't be happy with it. It's not. Of course, if you filled it up totally, you packed it in, and it's totally considered part of your land. There's no mission about that. The mission talking about you just dumped, you know, a, a few sandbags in it, and I and you called it a day. So you could take out the sandbags. Like it's not really, really part of the ground. But you're right, Chaim, that if you would literally fill it in, you know, the way a person would do when it comes to landscape. So that, that would that would be considered a regular floor. Good? Okay. Yeah. Next. So look at Tzior Zion. You put a board on top, uh, you know, on top of this ditch that allows you to go easily walk from point A to point B. So then if it's Dalat Tzfachim, that works. Another example. You have two ledges. So... Look at see your tests when they're opposite each other. So you have two balconies across the street from each other. So if you put a a board connecting you from one to the other, halacha is ma'arvin shnayim v'mrotu ma'arvin echa. So this is an example of where you're not considered one that you have to make an eruv together, but you have a pesach to each other. There's a way for you to access chutzur b or house b. By either walking over the ledge and by over the charitz and see your zayin, or you know uh, walking that tightrope and see your tess over the street, so you could have access from chutzur A to chutzur B. So it's your decision. If you want, you can make 
one combined air. If you want, you can make two separate air. Now, if it's less than four tfachim wide, so that's not called an easy entrance from A to B, not called a good Pesach. You cannot make one combined air. You would have to make two separate air. And the Gemara is going to explain the beginning of the Mishnah regarding the straw. So, the Teven, Halach is the Teven, the Mishnah said when it comes to straw, that is not considered a, a, a good. We're going to call it chayitz, like a mechitza, that does not work to fill in the hole. So you had a hole in between chatzor A and chatzor B. You filled it in with teven. The halacha was, it doesn't work. It's still considered two separate chatzeras. We learned in the Mishnah, which is coming up soon in a few minutes, matbein, when you have a pile of, of shroa, shebein shte chatzeras, so you have two chatzeras, similar idea, and instead of having a wall in between, you have a pile of teven. So, Gavaya Asar the Mishnah says, if it's ten Tvachim high, that's a good Mechitza, Ma'arvin Shnaim, Ve'im Ma'arvin Achad, it separates them two, and you cannot make one combined Erev. So, you see that Shra is considered a good Mechitza. So, what's going on here? So, I'm Rabbi, the Gemara says, very interesting differentiation. Lenin Mechitza, when it comes to a Mechitza, a divider, Kuliyamalei Peligi, to have a Mechitza, as long as something's here, you can even use a curtain, right? As long as something's in between two Chatzeres, that's called a Mechitza. But when I have a hole in the in the floor, that's ten tefachim deep. So that itself is called the mechitza. Now I'm trying to figure out: Can I wipe out? Can I erase the mechitza by having a chatzitza by filling it in with something? Does that take away the chatzitza? Does that that take so? Does that take away the mechitza of the ten tefach deep uh, uh, hole? So there, there's a. We have to try to figure out. We're not trying to. We're not coming up with a formula. What's considered blocking between point A and point B? Anything blocks between point A and point B. Now I have another question. I have something that divides A and B. You're trying to tell me that that divider is not a divider anymore? That hole in the wall is not a hole because I put in some dirt there? Well, it depends. If you're Mavatel, you're Tevin there, you say, you know what, I'm leaving the Tevel there. So then Chayetz, it does in fact take away the hole and you're leaving the straw there. And you, ha- you filled in your hole. If you plan on moving it, I don't know, you're going to take your uh, leaf blower, you're going to blow away all the straw. Uh, so then, that does not take away from the 10 tefach deep hole gap in between chatzar A and chatzar B. And you have a good mechitza and you cannot make a combined Erev. Okay. You, you would have the same chashash if, on, if, if, it's, if it's being a mechitza. If he's going to take it away, right? So you're, you're alluding to something else. When I have a mechitza on Shabbos, if people, let's say, have a, I don't know, we're going to talk about straw that animals would eat. So there might be a concern. The animal might eat it on Shabbos and take it away. So that the Gemara itself is going to talk about that. So hold on a second. Here we're trying to figure out, did, am I considered, this, this is taking away from the mechitza. There is a mechitza here. You're trying to ignore the mechitza because there's some tevin in there. Yeah, you're going to take your leaf blower and blow it after Shabbos. So we say that if you plan on leaving it there, that takes away from the hole. It's no longer considered a gap. If, if you're not going to leave it there, so then the gap remains. Next, the Mishnah said, Mali offer if it's full of dirt or pebbles, that works and that fills in the gap. And now it's one big chatzer. You could only make one combined Erev. It is no longer uh, uh, considered two separate chatzeres. So the Gemara is trying to figure out what was my intention when I left it there? Did I leave it there specifically for it to stay 
I'm doing a landscaping job, a patchwork, but I'm leaving it there. Or I'm just putting it there for a few minutes until whatever. I'm taking it out later. So the question is, do I have to have in mind that it's going to stay or not? This is a sugi called Offer Stam. It's a famous sugi in the beginning of Mesechta's sukkah regarding someone who puts dirt in the bottom of a sukkah to lower down his schach is 20 amas above the floor. You put some dirt on it in the floor. If you're going to leave it there, so that raises the ground. So now you're considered within 20 amas of the schach. So it's Similar concept. Okay. So much about Philip Bustama, are you telling me that when a person leaves dirt that we consider it a filling in the gap, even when you didn't spe- specify that I want it to stay here, but it's not So just a little background to Mesathos Alois. So we know that when you have a mace, a mace underneath the roof is metame everything uh, underneath underneath the roof. That's one halacha regarding oil. There's another concept of Thomas of of Mahil, where someone that's above a mace, so you also become tame. Someone's leaning over a mace, they become tame. That's called Mahil al hamace. The question is, if there's a tefach of space between the mace and the roof. And let's say you're above the roof. There's a tefach between the mace and the roof, and a tefach between a mace and the, and the coffin. So then, one tefach is, is able to block the tumma. These are all halacha l'moshim yisinai. And it stops the tumma from going up. So when they make uh, caskets, they try to figure this out halachali, so you wouldn't have Less tumma shilas, you have questions of going on airplanes. Very interesting uh, halacha shilas for kahanim, but we'll leave it for a different time. Now, what if the space between the mace and the roof was filled in with teven or tzoreris? You have bias, you have a house, it doesn't have to be a house, it could be a room. Shemil ohu teven or tzoreris, they stuffed in. Uh, to this house, in between the mace and the roof, they stuffed in teven or tzoreris, straw or, or these pebbles, ubitloi, and you you were mavatled, you said this is going to stay here forever, so batal becomes part of the of the house, and therefore there is no airspace of a tefach, and there's no airspace of a tefach, so then even someone who's standing above the roof becomes tameh, since there's no tefach space, so the per- so standing above, so the person, the tumah will be baike al rakia, goes up to the rakia. Fine. Now, obitloi bato, what does the Gemara say? Obitloi in. Only when I was mavakal and I said this straw should be here. So that's when it's bato to the house and there's a chal- and, and you, you, you closed up the gap. Loi bitloi, if you did not close off, if you did not mavakal it, so now I intest some aleph, loi. So what do you see from here? You see that when it comes to bitto, you have machlekes. When it, I'm sorry, when it comes to stam offer, one month, the, the, the mission always sounds like when I, when I do, when I do bittel, then we consider it that it's part of the ground or part of the house. When I didn't do bittel, when I just stam, I just put dirt here, and it's not considered part of the ground. So how come my Erevin, we say, simply putting an offer, ruins the, ruins the gap, it fills in the gap, and now it's considered one flat chutzer. When it comes to always stam, dirt, doesn't block, uh, doesn't uh, fill in the gap by Tuma. So the Gemara says, who's the author of Allah? It's Rabbi Yaisihi. It's the Shita Rabbi Yaisi. And Rabbi Yaisi holds that, that you need to have specific das. So that's the Mishnah in Allah. But in Erevin, you don't need das. The Gemara says, if you're assuming that the Mishnah in Allah is Rabbi Yaisi, we actually heard the opposite. The Tanya learned in Abraisa. Rabbi Yossi, Oymer, Rabbi Yossi says, let's you have a, a, a room that a mace is there, and Tevin, you put in dirt, you put, I'm sorry, you put in straw, which is the same thing, and 
and you know you're not going to move it. Harehu kistam offer. So the Mishnah says it has the same din as stam offer that we didn't say if I'm going to pick if I'm going to take it out or not. And halach is still it's bottle. It's bottle to the house to the room, and it's, it can, it's, it it closes up this gap. Now. What if you have actual dirt and you do plan on moving it? It will be like Stam Teven, and it will not be Bottle. So, when it comes to Teven, you have to have in mind that I'm not going to move it. When it comes to Afar, Stam Afar is considered a part of the ground or part of the house. So, why you tell me Rabbi Yaisi argues on a Mishnah? Rabbi Yaisi is exactly what our Mishnah is. So, the Mishnah says, You're right. Elam Ravasi, Mantana Erevin, who is the author of our Mishnah? An Erevin that holds Stam dirt, when it comes to Afar, is considered part of the ground, and it will be the same thing regarding Allah's Rabbi Yaisihi. Now, so what are you going to do with the Mishnah Allah's? The Mishnah Allah's was not Rabbi Yaisi, no problem. That's answer number one. Answer number two Rav Huna, Rav Yeshu, Amar, Tuma, Ashabas, Karamis, you're comparing Tuma. When it comes to Shabbos, anything that's muksa, a person would was not going to use in Shabbos. So therefore, when I put dirt, when I have dirt in this gap, I'm not going to move it on Shabbos. So this is considered I was mavatel it into the gap, and no one's moving the dirt. So by Tuma, you could move dirt regarding Hilchus Tuma. That's answer number two. Rabash Yemar, answer number three. Bayis acharetz karamis bishlem acharetz limitaimekai. So there. A charetz, what are you going to do with a gap, as, as Chaim pointed out in the beginning? When you have a gap, you're going to fill it in at some point. You want it to be filled in. So maybe it's not the best landscaping material to use, but it's something. I have a bias limit. What, you, people stuff their house with dirt? It's not a normal thing. So when you have dirt in a house, it makes sense that unless you specify I'm leaving it here, you're going to move it. But when you have dirt in a charetz in your, in your ground, you'll more likely, you'll probably just leave it there anyway, so it makes more sense why dirt regarding Erevin would, in fact, be considered a good uh, stima. It would, it would close up this gap. Okay. Then the mission said, let's say you have, this, you have a gap, you did not fill it in, but you took a plank, you took a board, and you put it you know, over the river, over the gap. So if it's four tfachim wide, it works. So nuts and love, nesa, shirach of abba, you're good to go. So look at the picture Tzir Aleph. So Tzir Aleph is different than the picture, that the other picture that we sent before, which, if you go back to the Mishnah's picture, which is Tzir Zion, the previous picture, you see they put a board going from one chatzar to the other chatzar. So that's going across the, the, the gap. In Tzir Aleph, what, what the fellow is doing is he's taking this board and he just extends his chatzar. The board doesn't go all the way to, across the gap. You see the picture? The, the board doesn't go all the way across, but it extends his floor. So as long as his floor is extended and it, it, it minimizes the space between chatzar A and chatzar B, that also works. You lessen the gap from four tvachim. It's less than four tvachim now. So that also works. Okay, let's say you have two uh, balconies next to the other. So halach is, if you have a board that goes from one to the other, so then you can, in fact, uh, carry, you can make an Eruv if you wanted to from 
balcony A to balcony B. That's which we said. Then the mission that has to be Zukanegadzu, that has to be next to the other. That means if it's not uh, aligned with each other, that would not work. And Zulamalamizu, it has to be one above the other. I'm sorry. Uh, and loy, uh, nami, that we said it doesn't work. That's So halakhically, it has to be that these two, um, these two balconies have to be somewhat on the same plane. Otherwise, you wouldn't call it an easy Pesach to access one, you know, one balcony from the other balcony. So how far off... S- uh, symmetrically, can they be? So within three tvachim. So if you look at the pictures, you'll see that if it's within three tvachim, you know, the height-wise, or it's a little bit off, that's fine. As long as it's within three tvachim of each other. Why? Because we're just going to call it like a slanted balcony, and that's fine. As long as you could, you could still consider it a Pesach from one to the other, even if it's a little off-centered, no problem. Comes along the next Mishnah, so we just saw this Mishnah. The Mishnah was quoted earlier. You have a pile of straw that's between two chatzeros. So look at the Tzi or Tess. So Gavayim, sorry, Tzvachim, it's ten Tzvachim high. Then Ma'arven Shnayim, Ma'arven Echad. It's considered two separate chatzeros. You can make two separate Erev, and you can't make one, connect, one, one collective Erev. Elu Machilin Mikan. The people in one chatzor could feed their animals on one side, on their side. And the other people could feed their animals on the other side. And as, as Beryl mentioned before, you see from this Mishnah, we're not concerned, like Marzin asked, but we're not concerned that the uh, Mechitz is going to get below 10 Tvachim. And the question is why? We'll see that in a moment. Now, in the Smaida Tavim Asar Tvachim, let's say the straw. After all these cows are busy eating, it goes down from 10 Tvachim now to only 9 Tvachim high. So now, Ma'arvan Echad Ve'ma'arvan Shnaim. You can only make one combined Erev. You cannot make two separate Erev because it's no longer considered a Mechitza. Amrav Huna, Obavach Le'itim Asayach Kupasav You cannot take from this Tevin, from the straw, and actually feed it to your animal. Why? There's a concern you're going to take a lot. And if you're going to take a lot at a time, you're going to knock it down from the 10 tefach high tevin wall to, nine, to less than 10 tefachim. Okay. So, but it sounds like the only problem is to actually feed it would be a dime. So, you're allowed to walk your animal to the straw and allow the animal to eat. You're allowed to take your animal and let the animal graze on Shabbos from, from grass. And there's no concern you're going to pick up grass in order to feed the animal, because that's an isodaraisa. And Chazal, we're not concerned you're going to go do talisha for your cow. However, you can't allow your animal to, to, to walk on muksa, meaning to be able to eat muksa on Shabbos, because there it's only an isodarabanan. You might help and assist the animal and handle muksa. So you see that when it comes to the rabbanans, this is a reminder from yesterday that. Darabonus could sometimes be more chamer than a daraisa, but either way, Rav Huna himself holds that you cannot allow your animal to eat things that might cause you to violate this Darabonus because a person would violate it. So over here also, if, if it's only going to be this Darabonus at worst because it's, it's considered Rosh Hashayachid, and you might just violate Ruvich Hatzeris, you might end up feeding the animal. So the Gemara says, the Kamli Ba'apav Azava Achla. You're right. Rav Huna holds you cannot actually allow your animal to go there. What you could do is you could block off the animal from going anywhere else. 
And if the animal ends up going there himself, herself, so that's fine. But you're not actually feeding the animal. You're not even walking the animal specifically to that area because there would, in fact, be a concern that you would help feed it. But now that I know I'm not even walking it there, I'm just veering it to the side, making sure it goes there on her own. So then there's no, it's like a good, a good reminder that I shouldn't be feeding my animal these muksa items or, or these items that might minimize the mechitza. Okay. So the Gemara says that you cannot actually take from this uh, kupa and, you can, sorry, you can't take from the tevin and put it into the kupa. Let's say you have a, the animal eats from a bucket. You can't start taking straw and putting it into the bucket because you're going to take too much. You're going to minimize from the wall. So the Gemara says, we learned in a brisa. Now this brisa is a very complicated brisa. It's going to take us throughout the rest of most of the daf. So we're just going to go with what we know. And a lot of the reasoning behind this concocted case, basically, yeah, you'll have to leave for a different time. But the, the story is like this. If you look at Tzior Yud, the article has also has a decent picture. So Tzior Yud that I sent out, you're going to have a bias, Shebein Shtei Chatzeros. So you have two Chatzeros, and instead of having a wall in between and dividing the two Chatzeros, you have a wall, and then you have a house that is the rest of the wall. So imagine you have two chatzeres, chatzer A, chatzer B. Instead of your classic wall dividing between A and B, you have a wall, let's say 80%, and the last 20% is, is actually a house. Now, that's not it. Now, this house, on both sides of it, has like two huts, or two smaller homes, okay? Now, you have a bayish shebein shtei chatzeres, umelahu teven, and this middle house, See, look, it looks like three houses from Tzir Yud, but there's one middle house, and then there's two huts on the side. So this middle house is, is in the middle of nowhere, right? So it's some, similar to a, to a chutzer that does not have a mechitza. So what do you do? Umal'ahu tevin, and you filled it up with straw. Either it means you filled up the whole house, or it means you made a, you know, on the 50-yard line of this middle house, you put straw there. And made it like your your mechitza. So then, you can feed it to your animal. Now, right away, that's that's the whole reason why you brought this brisa to show that you are allowed to take from the kupa, take from the pile and put it into your kupa. And the Gemara is going to ask, why is this different? Why are you allowed, if this is working as a mechitza, why are you allowed to take? food and feed your animals. That's the kasha. But let's just go into some of the lumdas, some, some of the details of this b'risa. Now, what if the tevin goes, goes down below 10 t'vachim? It's only 9 t'vachim. So then, both of these two huts that are right next to this, that open into the third middle house, so they cannot uh, carry from their homes into this middle house, because it's the middle house, is like a chatzar. And you have two houses open, open into it, and there's no Erev. Ketzeroi, so what do you do? So classic, what will you do? You do some type of bitl. No, you lock your door, and you do bitl on your rishos. Now, who aser? Now, once you did that, this person who did bitl is aser, the chavir mutter, and his friend, and everyone else is allowed to do it. The same concept you would say, begoyv shal tevin, shebein shtei tchumei shabbos. That lets you have a, a, uh, a deep pit, that they used to store grain in, and that's in between your two Tchumei Shabbos, meaning one city's Tchum ends 50-yard line into this uh, grain pile, and, fifth, and the other person's Tchum ends in that place. So halacha is, you are indeed allowed to take 
from your half of the trum, of, of, of the pile, and we're not, we're not concerned they're going to take the other person's piece. The Gemara is going to explain this in a few minutes. Now, as I mentioned before, what are we bringing in this b'risa? Katani mias. Look at the beginning of the b'risa. Zen noisin You are indeed allowed to feed your animals from this pile. I don't understand. Our mission said you cannot feed your animals from the pile. You're allowed to, you know, veer him into it, but you can't actually feed. And in this case, you could. So the Gemara says, why are we concerned? Why would you not be able to feed your animal? Because you might end up diminishing from tent vachim. So why are we concerned for that? That's only when you wouldn't be able to tell from the naked eye that it now went down below tent vachim. Amri, bias, came with the ikka, tikra, or mechitzas, kontrashi. Since there's walls and there's a roof, so your perception is much better. Your perception of height is much better when you're dealing with a, uh, when you're dealing with a, a, a house. So when I have a mechitza in a house, imagine you have a mechitza in this room. It's very easy to measure the, the, the table when you're looking, when you have a wall in the background, when you have a ceiling. You go, oh, okay, I can try to figure it out. However, when you're in the, in the field, hacha, in a regular chatzar, let me grow a milsaw. A tenfach and nine your perception is not as strong, and therefore there's more of a concern that someone would take more to take Tevin and he would diminish it from ten Tvachim and people would still carry assuming that we still have a good Mechitza. But in, in the case of the house, there's a Mechitza there, you know? Not, not in the middle, not in the middle Chatzar. There's Chatzar A, there's Chatzar B, and there's Chatzar C, right? The, the middle thing over here. There's no Mechitza there. The Mechitza is the, is the Tevin. The question is, could you carry in the middle one? Questions could you ca- carry in the middle one? The middle one's the only one to carry when there's a mechitza between us, this pile of tevin. Okay. Next. Nismai da tevin miyasara tvachim shnei anasurin. If the tevin goes below ten tvachim, they're both asur. Ha, asara, but once it's ten tvachim high, shari, it's mutter. Va'afagav the medalia tikratuba, even though the ceiling could be 30 tvachim high, but the mechitza's ten tvachim high, it still works. So the says, ah, oh, you're telling me that when it comes to mechitza, even in a house, that a ten tefachai mechitza is all that we need? Didn't we have a whole daf talking about this? Shlamina mechitza sheimagiz. I think we're shlam mechitza. You want to bring a rife? Maybe we had a discussion that fine base. I think it was Shabbos uh, this past week. We just had this uh, discussion. If uh, mechitza that does not reach the tikra is that considered a mechitza inside or not? We had a machlekes based shami based hill about this. We had a lot to discuss. So why is it? Automatically, why are you automatically considering it a mechitza if it doesn't reach a ceiling? So Rabbi, I can still say, even according to the number that holds, typically it needs to reach the ceiling. I'm talking about the house, only the ceiling is only a little bit less, 12.9 tvachim high. The tevin asara and the straw is 10 tvachim high. So do the math. That's missing about three tvachim. Within three tvachim, you have lavud. Ravun Rabbi, of Yeshua, Marafilu Tema, Babayis. Asara of a tevin shiva mashu, it's seven and a little bit. That's also the kolpachas mishleisha kilavod domina. Bishlamed la baya hani the katani measara. It's at ten tvachim, so it makes sense. It's about thirteen tvachim high, and you had ten tefach high pile of straw. Elorav huna bray the my measara. Why would you use the term ten if it's only seven point one tvachim high? So the gemara says mitaris is at seven point one out of ten, meaning it's within the range, and that's why it works. Now going back to this brisa, the brisa said when it goes down below ten tvachim shnei and asurin. They're both usher, they cannot carry in this middle room. So the says, Shmami, now we see them here. Diyairin habon b'Shabbos, asurin. So you're telling me that, I would have thought to say that since the, when Shabbos came in, there was a good mechitza, so 
A was allowed to, so A was allowed to carry in his side of the straw pile, and B was allowed to carry in his side of the straw, in the, of the straw pile. Now that Mechitzika moved on Shabbos, maybe you would say, Once it was mutter, it was always mutter. And this is a discussion we had before, we'll have it again, that when the Yair and Abba Shabbos, when people come on Shabbos, do they ruin it? They, now that they're using the area, they ruin it for you? So maybe we should say, if a rife mir diorin abam b'shabbos asurin, Sigmar says no. Dilma de imat mesmo. The Mishnah's case where it became less. That was talking about on Friday. If you actually look at the Mishnah, the Brai said says that that uh, they would that. Sorry, what the Brai said. Oh, never mind. I'm the Brai said you make an error. But either way. You could you could translate the brisa that is talking about on Friday. If we got less than ten on Friday, so then that is considered one big space, and you would have to make an eruv. Okay, so let's say you forgot, you did not make an eruv. So kate what do you do? Noyel is beisai umat umavatel rishusa. You have to lock your door and you do bit the rishus. The says tat. You need to do both. Isn't locking my door showing that I'm not going into this middle house? I locked the door of my shed. I'm not going into the middle house. So isn't that? By definition, pito. So the Gemara says, one or the other. I know it's basically I mevatel es reshusai. Vibay same lalam tarti. Really, you always need to do both. Now, when you do pito, but you also have to lock your door, like your classic, you know, takana came on the dash. But since someone's always used to just walking out of his backyard, us the tatula, you might end up carrying there. So whenever you do pito, you would also have to do uh, locking of your door. Okay. Then the Gemara said, "Who also the person who did bittul is also vechaber Whoever the other person is allowed to use that middle room. So the Gemara says, "Pshita." Of course, we know that if you did bittul, everyone else is allowed to use it. The other person then went and did bittul himself. This is raya. One cannot do bittul and then do another bittul back and forth. We said the whole thing's a joke. You cannot do that. That lets you have. You have a, the Tchum Shabbos ends in a pile of Tevin, and you have people from the other city, their Tchum also ends at this pile. So Halach is, let's see, it's Yantif. Each one could take it from their side, they could take straw from their side of the Tchum, and they could eat it on, 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 uh, on Yantif. So Marcel Pshita, of course. He holds the Isra of carrying out the Tchum is the Raisa. I would have thought to say, Lixa de Masilich Lufe. There should be a Gzeira that if I allowed you to take straw from your side, from your end of the Tchum, you might end up reaching too far and taking from the other side of the Tchum. So Kamash Mulan, that no, that there's no concern. We tell you, Ad Khan, your Tchum Shabbos, even though it finishes right in the middle of a pile of grain, you take from your side, don't take from the other side. Let's, let's just finish this, uh, this Amud. So this mission that we quoted already, How do you do a sheet of Mavais? So this, this happens, you know, whenever you do a, a town Eruv. So you need to have everyone participating, everyone has to give. Now, it's very difficult to go around and collect it. So very simple. There's a concept of Zachin La'adam Shlebefanov. That if I wanted, I could give this to Rameir and he could be kind of the water bottle for Machal, right? So Ketza Mishtaf Mavoi. So you put down the barrel. This barrel is for everyone in the Mavoi. And then someone has to pick it up. And you do you can, now you have to use someone else. You have to use another person. You can't say, you can't have it. If it's in your hand, you can't say, I'm kind it for everyone else. There's no kinyan. You need an actual act of kinyan. So you have to give it to someone, and that person has to be kind You can even use your children, which is a chiddish. As long as they're considered gedolim and b'nei tziva, as long as they're 
are commanded in the mitzvah, they're allowed to do it. Not for the young children. It didn't leave your hand. You, it's like transferring it from your right hand to your left hand. That is not called a kinyan. Amar of you. No, it doesn't. There's, 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 there's a, we'll, we'll get to some of that. You don't need it for the whole entire city. You have to have a certain amount. When you're doing more than, I forgot the number, but when you're doing more than a certain amount, there's a stand, and once you hit that, the maximum, you're good to go. Some of you, the chavish shel shetufim when you have a barrel of shetufim avais, tzarech lagbiyah menakakar tefach. People know you do a kinyan by a ksuba or something. You pick it up a tefach. So it's a question to pick it up a tefach, or as long as it's a tefach from the karka. But uh, we'll talk about it a different time. But... Pashas, you have to pick it up a tefach, okay? So by lifting it a tefach, that shows that it's, uh, it's, it's, it's mine. It's a Kenyan. Amra, Amarava. Now we're going to have, I think, three or four halachas that they learned from the Sabe de Pumpadisa. Hani Tarti Milan. Two things I learned from Sabe de Pumpadisa. Uh, uh, I heard it in the name of the Sabe de Pumpadisa, which is Rav Yehuda and his yeshiva. Chada Ha. One of them was this that you have to pick it up a tefach. Idach. By the way, Hilchas Kiddush, it's even brought down to pick up your, your Becher more than the Tafach, otherwise you're not, not considered that, that you're holding it. Idach, another one, Makadish, someone who makes Kiddush, Im Tom Lelugmav, if you drink a Lelugmav, Yatza, Vimlav Layat. If you do not drink a Lelugmav, if you do not drink, which is a Lelugmav is a, is a, um, we say it's Roy Revia, so about 1.7 fluid ounces. So if you're making Kiddush and Schnapps on one ounce, you definitely don't have Malay Lugmov. You don't have Revias either. You don't have Malay Lugmov. So halacha is you have to have 1.7 ounces. No, if you make Kiddush on one ounce, you're not going to have Malay Lugmov. You need 1.7 ounces. That's the most makele share. So what you're better off doing is make Kiddush on four ounces of Schnapps and drink 1.7 ounces in about one or two shots and share the rest with everyone else. There's also a sheet up, we pass him with the Evid, that if if uh, collectively everybody had, who was Yotze with the Bracha, had, you could rely on that also. So if a person doesn't want to drink 1.7 ounces, so you could share it with, uh, with the rest of your Hebra. One ounce? You still need a Revias, Pashtas. So there is a uh, Lutter line, maybe, maybe, by the Chassidim, but uh, Pashtas not. Okay. We'll talk about it a different time. Next. <laughs> So let's say a person makes Kiddush and they just had a little sip. You're not Yotze Kiddush. Next. Another thing that they said, a woman who just gave birth, she, let, she, she is considered uh, and if she's cold, you're allowed to make a furnace for her on Shabbos. Only to a woman who just gave birth, but not for a regular standard chayla. And I would have thought to say, only in the, in the winter, but not in the summer. However, itma'am, rav chiyah, bar oven, amar shmuel, even hikas dam, someone who simply bloodlet, which is not typically considered a choyle shiish basakana, however, when it's stanning, they become very cold, they're shivering, so then oitzin lemadur abashabas, they didn't have Advil back in the day, you had to lower the fever, so they would make a fire for them on Shabbos, va'afilu betkufas, tamas, even in the middle of the summer, if that's what they need, you're allowed to be machal Shabbos for them, because they are considered a choyle shiish basakana when it comes to when they are in Tzstani, and Hakol Cholim eats Lakar, there's a little more than that, but even considering it a Cholim Shiesh boy, Sa'kana. Amar Amemar. One more halacha. What? It's for you to do. That's what it sounds like, yeah. See, it's like in the in the, in the place. But what is talking about here? Yeah, you look, look in the... Look in the um, in the place, it depends, it depends on the level of chayla. If it's a chayla shi'ish by sakana, so then, of course, the yid's allowed to do it. If it's a chayla shi'ish by sakana... If it's that cold, it's 
Right, right. Good. One more Amar. Remember, Hanami Sabbath, the Pumadisa, one more halacha that we learned from the Sabbath, the Pumadisa. What's, how do we know if a tree is called an Ashera? Meaning, you, you find a tree in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of India. You want to know if they bow down, if they worship this tree. So the Gemara says, Amarav Kosha Kaimrim Shermin Isaf. You see that the, that the, um, the priests, that's Kaimrim, they're guarding it, making sure nobody touches it. What are they doing here? They ain't time in me, Paris, and they don't let anybody eat from it. It must be, this is in fact a tree that they worship. That when we hear them saying, Hani Tamri, these dates, the Shikha, the Bain Nitzrafe, we make them to, to drink the beer in church. The Shasulevi we drink it on our holidays. So then that's how you know that this tree was worshipped. We pass in like Shmuel, that's how you would know that this tree was in fact used for Avodah Zara. All right, Shkoyach.